Seriously, give me the keys. And you're like, no, bitch, you're crazy. <laughs> Let me play my part. Check two, hey. Check like, is that real? Did that happen? Like, the structure of your brain actually changes. And do you still feel that every day? And then it got time for guitars. Eating disorder, like, I didn't want to die. Tendencies. But I didn't want to live. Helpless little girl. You gotta go in the hospital. You feel powerless because the body has a fear reaction. The opportunity to empower. No one can take away my power. I won't take myself out. Artists that are true like that, those are the ones that tend to like create change. That's how I feel. That's how I feel. Right. So she felt like you were talking about shame before. Yeah. I think so many trauma survivors, this is the thing that infuriates me against predators, is uh, they've taken away not only a, their relationship with that person. Yeah. Okay, you've not only annihilated that relationship, but you've destroyed their relationship with themselves. Yeah. And when they hate themselves because what you've done to them, uh, I just get beyond, I, I don't have words for it, but it, it, it permanently annihilated her relationship with herself and I was on a not a fixing journey I don't think a person that you're married to is a project for you so right. please don't treat people like that but this was a person in trouble mm -hmm. and I wanted to fix her relationship with herself yeah um until the very last second I had people over to our house in the last two or three days and if people think that was like there were a couple people like what are you doing and I would just be like you don't get it you don't know what this person's carrying I don't have much time left yeah and I think there's a few people in the world who understand when I say I don't have much time left for this person to see them the way we see them, the, right. themselves the way we see them. Right. I'm running out of time. Right. Um, that's just where my mind went. Yeah. As soon as they said there's no more treatment plans, there's no more this or that, this isn't a side effect, this isn't a, a hiccup, this, she's dying. Right. And I was like, no. I want her to know before she goes what right. effect she's had on people. Because yeah. I could see it. And her and I, it was, you know... And I know that's going to sound odd, but even like when we were young like that, you know, I didn't get to know her when you, when you got to be in her life. But, you know, back then we always got crap because they would, <laughs> you know, they would say that we were a force to be reckoned with, you know, as friends, right? Yeah. Like we were in, you know, we could influence things. We could kind of, you know, what kind of what we said, people kind of like, yeah, that makes sense. Or, you know what I mean? Even yeah. when we're kids. Well, there's leaders and followers at every age. Right. Put and a so, group of five-year-olds together, a leader will emerge. I think even in my, you know, like that video when I had recalled it and I had rewatched it and then like had Kelly performing in that, like the counselor person at that time even had like taken five minutes to talk about Kelly and I and how that, you know, like how we had helped each other, like be able to be successful and stay sober and stuff like that. But also like she was just like... Oh, God. Darren and Kelly, like, it was just, you know, and I can't remember the comments she had, but it was, it was, I laughed about it, because I'm like, you know what, yeah. Do you have an extra recording? I probably was do. Was that before you were, before you pressed record? I can always be, recall it. I mean, it's on a DVD now, you know, so it's easy. That to, little speech? Yeah. That would be pretty cute. Yeah, I could, I could find it. I'm not going to send everybody out to find <laughs> everything that ever has Kelly on it, but I do consider it a treasure. Yeah. Yep. I can definitely, if you find it. but you can just see her like, whoa, you know, like, <laughs> I don't even know what to say here. And I hope it comes out positive. <laughs> yeah. But it, it, and she always meant it, you know, 
but that's in the documentary. Did you watch the movie? Yeah. Remember when I talked about uh, the jungle tour? Uh huh. And she wouldn't listen to anyone. Right. And then people started following her. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> what Because you guys have never been there before. No, but she doesn't take right. orders and from the, anybody. Right, and the guy, something, she was, like, angsty about whatever the dude had Fucking said. Fucking poisonous plants. That's right, yes. Yeah, it was the Caribbean. Yeah. I said, mm-hmm. Kel, this is, now this is, I know you're the front man, and you don't, you and I get along and because we don't listen to other people. Right. But, uh, like, you, this is, this shit can kill you. Right. Okay, this isn't, like, Minnesota, right. poison <laughs> ivy. Like, we don't know what nature can do exactly. in Minnesota. We know that half the year we can't feel our feet. Right. <laughs> well, the tropics is another fucking animal. Yep. And that animal is a plant that will right. kill you. Mm-hmm. And it looks like the plants that won't kill you. Right. <laughs> That's how it kills you. Right. Exactly. <laughs> she wouldn't listen to anybody. <laughs> yeah, I remember that part of it. That was sure. very true. Yep. That was a very good depiction of how it was probably most of her life, I'm guessing. So much, not, not a whole lot had changed. Yeah. That's interesting. So the trauma piece, we talked about helping someone through a flashback. Um... What has gotten better and worse? How has eating disorder treatment and the addiction and the trauma piece, like I said, that estuary, yeah. evolved? And how has it maybe got... I know you have things you take issue with. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to open it up right now, whatever you think, good, bad, negative, about the way treatment is today. Sure. And I'm interested in how it used to be or how you think it should be. Right. I have opinions, too. Yeah. Go I ahead. I help you share yours, too. So. I might. I'm not, I don't want people saying, oh, Teresa thinks she's an expert because she cares right. about one person. I don't think I'm well, an expert, I but I've seen it up close and personal. I don't think I'm an expert either. It's just That's based all. on my cumulative experience. Yes. In my own life and my working life. Um, like I alluded to earlier, I feel like we focus a lot on symptoms rather than solutions. And so we just treat symptoms so that if you, if, if you can manage your symptom then society doesn't view it as a problem anymore because the symptom is now resolved, let's say. Like someone's not using, is that kind right. of like the, the equivalent of like yeah. a dry like drug? if you're not using drugs. But their personality hasn't changed. Right, or they haven't done the work that they need to do for themselves, whatever that would be, you know, now you're fine. You know, like if even people who are, like if we want to use drugs as a thing, right, and then we can move on to food, but people who generally get into sort of, you know, in trouble with their drug use, they get on probation, right? So they have a probation officer. What does the probation officer care about? Mainly not using, right? So they get drug tested. Yeah, it's a binary thing. Right. It's mainly that, right? Now go go to your therapist and do your thing. But what I care about primarily is that you don't do the thing that caused you to get to break the law to blah, 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 right? So if the symptom is managed, society kind of goes, okay, we're good. And then just kind of leaves it at that. Right. Is that because it's testable and it's objectively verifiable? For you sure. either have this in your system or you don't. When right. this other stuff is so nebulous. It is. It's very qualitative, not measure- quantitative. Yeah, it can't be mm-hmm. measured in that way. Right. So, of course, we're going to try and control the symptoms, right? Even in, like, medicine, right? Um, diabetics, right? Diabetics, um, take, your, take your insulin, check your blood sugar, follow your meal plan, blah, blah, blah. Okay? So that's generally the basis of it, Right. Um, if you're a type 2, it's take your medicine, not your insulin, and sometimes it's insulin. So that doesn't work, though. <laughs> um, convince me, I, you know, have used to have diabetes, so I know direct experience of it, and I've had direct interactions with medical professionals, right? Viewing diabetes as something, um, it's not curable, quote-unquote, right? Um, but you say you used to have it. Correct. 
What does that mean? I had a transplant. So oh. I had an organ transplant. So now I don't have diabetes anymore because they gave me an extra pancreas that now functions as a pancreas. So not to say that it's a cure, but I'm no longer diagnosed with diabetes. Okay. But treating diabetes in the medical profession, they try to manage the symptoms, right? Because there's no cure. Mm. Right. And we view addiction as there's no cure. They manage the glucose levels. and Right. Yeah, so we treat symptoms, right? But if you actually worked with the underlying, like, motivation of a diabetic. Which is, are we talking about type 2? Right. Well, think about, you know, that feeling of, I, you know, I've had a, plenty of experiences of low blood sugar and how insane and powerless and you feel like you're dying, how that happens to you. I don't know anything about this. Right. So you know my context. I, I only totally know fine. whatever right. you just say. So yes. I have no idea what it feels like to have low blood sugar. Exactly. And Does it feel like an don't. attack or something? It's like or? Um, you feel like you're dying. They feel like your heart, it's like an anxiety attack. It's like a panic attack. Yeah. Okay. And then you have lingering anxiety for when that will happen again. When is it going to happen again? Right. So they don't think about that. So then that in turn, you know, I'm just using this because it makes sense for more people like as a medical thing. But in turn, you check your blood sugar more often, which costs more, which costs the insurance industry more, which costs more to make it, blah, 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 right? So they're not addressing, like, finding ways and coping skills for me to work through being little traumatized over that happening to me, right? So it's a perpetual cycle. You treat my symptom. I have the sugar. I do whatever. I take the insulin. I do the things, right? But I don't ever, I can't get rid of my diabetes, but I could definitely manage it better. Sure. And disease management, I hate to be cynical, but it's a lot of money. Yeah. So they don't work with the innate sort of motivations or like what would be the benefit of maybe slowing down or, you know, um, whatever. They don't work with that a lot of time. Whereas like if you go to treatment for like your eating disorder behavior, right? You see a therapist, you see a dietitian, you see a psychiatrist, you see a psychologist, yeah. you go to groups, right? But then they monitor your food, they watch you in the bathroom, they do all these things that are very private and violating, right? Yeah. And I'm not saying I know, I don't know what to there's do for no those solution, people that have right? to have an escort because no. they could die. Exactly. There's a fine line, right? Like there's a weird balance that we don't have a solution for yet. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? But we're going like, to physically if, keep you alive until we But if we hyper-focus yeah. on the symptom, it's almost like that person never... I'm not saying that they, I guess I don't want to use the word never. There should be someone that just kind of says, sits and listens, right? And is, is in them with their stuff. And then there's the other person who, let's say, worries about keeping them alive, right? Mm -hmm. And then there could be the other person who says, thinks about the food, right? Like, that's kind of how they do that in treatment, right? Like, when they're in yeah. treatment, right? That's kind of what they focus on. But then they hyper-focus on... Did you use symptoms this week? Yeah. Right? So they hyper-focus on that. So they forget about a couple of things, such as they don't know what it's like to be that angsty person that wants to break all the rules and not just because a spite doesn't want to do what you say. <laughs> right. <laughs> right? Doesn't want to do it and will not listen to you and will not. Do you know what that spite is, though? Hmm. It's fear. It's I can't trust myself. And they're... Revalidating, re I'll say that word instead. So recapitulating is the word, but they're recapitulating that I can't trust myself because you have to monitor me in the bathroom, you have to watch my food, you have to count my calories. Nothing I say or do is believable right now. So you say I can't trust 
myself. So yeah, therefore, I'm here to learn to have a relationship with myself exactly. where I'm a fucking adult. Right. And you're telling, and you're treating me like a child. Yes. So what? Which way do I believe in? That's exactly. really fascinating because uh-huh. there are people who just flat out they need to add some pounds to their body or it will not function. Right. And like, how do you weigh? Short term, keep this human being alive, right. keep this pe- person having a pulse, and long term, you have to do what this I'm on talking your own about. one day. Mm-hmm. Right. One day, uh, Kel thought I had taken the car to work, but I hadn't, and the other car was broken down, so she missed IDP um, because she thought she didn't have a way to get there. She could have looked out the window, she didn't. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but uh, she was, I'm only telling the story because she was uh, really proud of herself when I got home. She was like, I missed IDP. I said, why? She's like, you took the car. I said, no, it's been in the driveway. Uh, She was like, oh, shit. Well, I ate with no help. And she said, said, uh, no training wheels today. That's what she said. So that talk about infantilizing them is exactly how she felt. She's like, I ate without training wheels today. And she was actually proud of herself. I know. Insanely. So that, you know, it's probably a black mark. Oh, you know, Cal skipped IDP. She missed a day, blah, blah, blah. Um, But I wonder if... Like, when do you take the training wheels off? And should that be part of the treatment? Like, okay, within this supportive environment, within this safe space, I know that's a phrase that people ridicule a lot, but I don't think it's people who have, like, experienced a flashback. I think it's people (laughs) who don't know what they're talking about who make fun of that because uh, people kill themselves every day. So it does matter that a person feels safe. Within that safe space, um, you got to back off for a second and see if they fall over, right? Mm -hmm. Like teaching a kid to ride a bike. I mean, you have, they have to be willing to be able to do that. And I get that there's like a, a moral, a value system involved in all of that. Moral? Yes. As in some people believe that suicide is selfish. Some people believe that suicide isn't. Some people believe that self-harm is a way of coping. Some people believe that nobody, you know, like there's all kinds of really thin lines that, that, that are walked upon that's, in that. Yeah, that's a situation where in my mind... Like you're saying, this person needs to be alive. Yeah. Some people, I like to play devil's advocate and say, is that your decision or is that their decision? Depends what was done to you them. You see what I mean? Like it's a moral thing, though. Yeah, That's all I'm for trying some to point people out. Is, yeah, yeah, for some. Do you yeah. see what I'm thinking? I think there's like, some like religious undertones in some of that for that sure. gets taught to people, too. Like mm-hmm. my big thing on suicide, I guess we're talking about it, is uh, don't leave a note shitting on someone else. Like if you're going to get out of the game, you're out of the game. If you mm-hmm. want to stay here and say, and and by the way, I hate so-and-so, you have to say it with a fucking pulse and warm blood in your arms. Yeah. You can't quit and then shit on people afterwards. Like, right. I just know people who've dealt with that note. Yeah. Um, and I just think that's bullshit. Right. I call bullshit on people who want to spread negativity from beyond the grave. If you want to interact with people and have your say and leave your mark here in this world, you got to keep playing the game. Do you see what I'm trying to say? Right. Do you have, have you known someone who's dealt with that note? I have. Mm-hmm. It's a bad I've note. been someone on the other side of it, too. Really? Mm-hmm. Well, I guess it came off as judgmental, but it just makes it, me no, mad. It, it, that's what I mean. Like, we all are going to have, like, we have to honor everybody's, like, I have to honor that for you. You know, whether mine is different or the same, it doesn't matter. I still have to honor that for you. I didn't mean, like, so-and-so <laughs> no, murdered this exactly. person. exactly. You did not. I didn't not. mean something legitimate. No, I meant, like, the irritations of social interaction. Right. Exactly. You're out of the game. You don't get to bitch right. anymore. Yes. <laughs> That's just my opinion. <laughs> That's right. No, totally. And then the other side of it, you know, since we're down the rabbit hole of suicide. I guess we went there. It's going to happen. You know, people who have 
who have made genuine like attempt and then survived it in their experience of that. Yeah. Right. And like what they go through, or what they what they saw, right? Or the people who complete suicide. Worried about that beep? No, absolutely. And like, looks like we're good. They don't have the, you know, sort of. There's like, um, like you know, we, you were talking about accountability earlier, and I sort of wanted to transition it to acceptance, right? Mm -hmm. Because I tell the story to a lot of my clients. <clears throat> it's an example, you know. When we're when we're when our expectations are let down by other people in our life, we have to really step back and take a look and see if they're actually capable of our expectation. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> Lowering your expectations to match the people you know. Yeah, I think we've been down that road. <laughs> right. So you know, I use this crazy example of you know, I said, let's say you and I, we went to my house and we were going to go to my house and it was locked, and I look at you and I say, give me the keys, and you look to at your me, house. Yeah, yeah, to my house. And you're like, and I'm sorry, I don't have your keys. And so I keep trying to find my keys. And I look at you again. I'm like, no, seriously, give me the keys. Right? right? And you're like, no, bitch, you're crazy. <laughs> I don't have I'm your like, keys. So stop asking gone. me. Right? Yeah. It, 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 it's kind of like that, right? Like, I'm, I'm looking to you for keys that you don't have, and I don't have them either. Right? So. Wow, that's powerful. Yeah. Looking to you for keys that I don't have, but why would you have them? Right. Why would you have keys to my house? And then I get resentful for you asking me. Exactly. That's really interesting. Yeah. See, now you got to write your own book. <laughs> Carmen I don't know Kelly, if I could formulate it. <laughs> I don't know if I could find the words. Bills <laughs> and power chords. Right. There you go. Get the music behind the mission. Hate Becoming by Kelly Nicole on iTunes and Spotify. If you guys haven't checked out the merch table, join the movement. Buy the album. Get your Kelly Nicole band merch and donate what you can at kellynicolefoundation.org. Courage is proud. Amplified.